Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Summer House Hive. I am your host, Laura Marie Shane Halls, and with me today is Sophie Ross, editor, copywriter, reporter, does beauty, fashion, and all sorts of things. Hi, Sophie. Hi, thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm happy that you're able to come on the pod and share your Summer House thoughts. Yes, yes. I have so many thoughts about Summer House, especially I rewatched the finale today, like again. <laughs> a double watch is always essential for the best viewing. Yes, I need to pick up on like the little details that you missed the first time, you know? Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> I love that. Um, so what I did not know that this season was going to be over like until last week. And I feel like I'm still coming to terms with the end of summer. Oh, my God. I when they were like next week on the summer house season finale, I was like, wait, hold up. Like I it went so fast. I feel like it just started. Yeah. So how are we not just only halfway through the season. I was like, we have at least eight to 10 more. Yeah, <laughs> I'm guessing because like they were only in the house for like six weeks. So like there's only so much probably that, you know, could happen over six weeks is yeah. my guess. But like, yeah, I'm sad, but I'm really excited for the reunion. It's <laughs> going to be good. <laughs> I need it. I didn't know how much I needed a whole room of people like yelling at Hannah, but and like her not being able to go anywhere or leave it like that's the healing experience and the corrective mm-hmm. experience I need in 2021. Yeah, it'll be cathartic for sure. I think it's like Hannah. I mean, there are so many things I can say about Hannah, so I'm sure we'll get to that. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, yeah, I just feel like she's a very unique case of a villain that is not fun to watch so you know people are just like no yeah get her ass because you know sometimes if there's a villain you're sympathetic with them sometimes with her it's like no like everyone is just so sick of her shit like I just it's so crazy and I think that she could have she could have a comeback like if Mm -hmm. it's if it seemed like she were open to hearing what people said and had that level of self-reflection like I could see her coming back and just resuming her place as like lovable Hannah Burner on the summer house. But it seems like she's really doubling and tripling down on like, mm-hmm. I'm right, you're wrong vibes. And I think that's where she's like digging her grave. Like, I think that is where she's really, really gone wrong because everyone, you know, like last summer was hard on everyone's mental health. I think if she had come out on these podcasts, she's like doing the PR rounds. Like she's on a new podcast like every day. Um, But if she had come on, like, you know, showing remorse, taking accountability, being like, hey, you know, like it was an emotional summer. Like I just was not, you know, my normal self because clearly she's getting feedback from everyone that it's not a good look for her. Yeah. Um, and she's doubling down and it's, it's causing her to lose her real life friends. Like the, like outside of the show that like, you know, they're friends in real life or they're supposed to be. And now it's like, I think she's completely dug her own grave. Like, I don't think she comes back next season personally. Yeah. I saw that you had posted something about like her and is coming back to next season and I kind of want them back because I think that they're so cringe together that it could be kind of like enjoyably awful to watch them navigate the house as a couple. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I disagree. (laughs) 
<laughs> not to be a contrarian. No, I think most people no, actually I would probably agree with me. I yeah, I like my stomach like was in knots from like the secondhand cringe watching that episode where they're doing their sexcapades. Like Mm. it was just too much. It was disgusting. And I think that, I think what grosses people out is that it it all felt very performative. Like it didn't, like it sounded like they were moaning for the cameras almost. Like it just was gross. Like they weren't trying to be discreet about it. They were trying to make it a whole thing. Like it was just gross. So Yeah. yeah. No, I'm like, I sometimes like to be in pain when I watch a Bravo show. So yeah. like seeing them do their thing in a, especially in a summer where like Kyle and Amanda's wedding is going to be front and center even more than it was this past season. It's like, funny that it is every summer. It's Kyle. <laughs> and they have been in the process of getting married for years now. And like, yeah. maybe we'll get to see it to fruition this summer. That's maybe. why I was, so surprised when the page bridesmaid thing I was like how is this already not decided you guys have had like five wedding dates already that have been like postponed (laughs) but yeah yeah. maybe it all feels so temporary and like TBD to them that they just haven't locked it down until they really are confident that the wedding can happen yeah I guess that's fair that's true um, let's get into this episode. It opens with the tail end of Hannah. Hannah versus every single woman in the house, except for Lindsay, who's like drunkenly playing that like ball sack throw game. <laughs> I love her. Love her <laughs> too. Um, and Hannah is now like just sided. Like she and Sierra have gone off into the basement to like decompress and Hannah's mad at Paige and like mad at everyone and she always her defense of herself is kind of backwards to me because she says that she's joking like she says like she started this conversation wanting to joke about how Mm -hmm. Luke said that he didn't like Des and that never read as a joke to me like Mm -hmm. that is like anything she says about Luke is like a flex Mm -hmm. yeah she was saying it Yeah, as like a dig about Luke and, you know, wanting the girls to pump her up like usual. And she didn't get the reaction she wanted. So then she tried to brush it off like a joke, which is, by the way, like a lot of the behavior that she's exhibited this season is like very like, I don't know, I'm not a psychiatrist, but it's almost like, you know, when you say something abusive and then pass it off as a joke, that's a kind of an abusive thing it's like manipulative like she I just think that she's a manipulative like narcissistic person and that's just an example of that that she you know is clearly saying inflammatory things about Luke and the rest of the house is like hey like he kind of had a point like we're team Luke and she like cannot handle that yeah or just even and not they didn't even say like team Luke they were just like well I mean he like you and Des were off in your own world and didn't really spend any time with anyone. So like mm-hmm. no one can say whether they like him or not, because all you guys did was fuck all weekend, which is not necessarily a bad thing, but like it is going to going to make you an outlier in this mm-hmm. community that you're living with for six weeks. Yeah. And it's just the facts. Like if someone, if my friends were like, oh my God, you guys were like having sex the whole time. We barely got to get to know him. I'd be like, okay, you're right. Like, sorry guys. I just was (laughs) excited to see it, you know, but like everything turns into like, 
a blow up. She got so defensive. And then when, you know, they were talking about Robert, who I love also, who I found out is from my hometown of Cincinnati. But um, uh, Ohio Hive yeah. represent. <laughs> Ohio Hive, Ohio Rise Up. But anyway, um, she like got so defensive, like being like, well, Robert must be so friendly and nice compared to Dez. And it's like, they're just like, look at him. He's like playing the ball game with the roommates. Like Des wasn't doing that. It's just like a fact. Like it's not anything that you can really dispute. It's just a fact. And she like cannot handle that. Everything is Hannah's truth. And like, I think we've seen that everything, like even when she, you know, was FaceTiming Des and she was relaying the story about Luke. And it's like, she always manipulates the truth to the point where it's like a pattern where we see it happen over and over again, where it's like anything she says in her confessionals to me, I don't believe anymore, which I think is like a really bad thing for a reality TV person. Like, I don't trust a word you say, like why it's like Jack's Taylor territory. I'm like, you are a pathological liar. Yeah. Well, she just, I think she thinks that everyone sees it the same way that she does. Like when I think about Jack's, I'm like, he just like, he is lying just to lie. I don't, I think he, he's lying to, in hopes that it'll just pull mm-hmm. the wool over someone's eyes and maybe it does and maybe it doesn't and he doesn't care. But I think Hannah is lying because she believes that, yeah, other people have seen exactly what she's seen, which yeah. is almost a little bit scarier because yeah. she's in her own version of reality that's like uh, indisputable. Yeah, I I mean, that's definitely true. It's like a little alarming, like how delusional she's coming across this season where it's like, yeah, you're not like Luke said, I don't know what world you're living in, but it's not reality or whatever he said. (laughs) Like, that's, that's how it is. It's like, you're not really living in reality. It's like, I and some of it is like, are you playing it up for the cameras? Like, did you think this would, you know, that you were going to manipulate the audience to believe the storyline and you're kind of just like playing it up for the, like, I don't know. And it's really alarming, but the more she's doubling down on it, it's like, no, I think maybe, but then she also was saying that like, we didn't actually have sex in the bathroom. Like this was fake for the camera. And I'm like, that's also a no, no. We don't want to know that everything you're doing is fake. Yeah. I just want to see, I would like to see some vulnerability and just Mm -hmm. be like, like, to your point where if she was like, look, I was mind fucked last summer. I like the Luke thing really fucked me up. And then I got over it when I met Des and it seems really crazy because it was crazy and it made me insane. And like, I don't know what else to say, (laughs) you know? Yeah, exactly. And instead it's like, we've seen her just be defensive, talk shit about all her castmates, talk shit about anyone who criticizes her, like deletes comments. Like it's like, there's no vulnerability there. Like it's like everyone is saying the same thing that she is, this is really wild to watch and it's like really not normal behavior. And instead of owning up to it, she's doubling down. It's confusing. Yeah. And I think that it, it is like the, like the coffin, the lid of the coffin is starting to be nailed when you're a reality star who trades in that kind of behavior, because like Mm -hmm. there's always room to bounce back. Like I think these shows are built on tearing people down and then building them back up and that just Mm. comes with the territory like is it something that you or I would want probably not but like this is what you've signed up for and like I thought like it's also kind of like oh you're a performer so I'm surprised that you're not like milking this and getting like more positive attention out of it because like Mm -hmm. if she just made jokes about it and made fun of herself like it would all diffuse really quickly 
Yeah, I mean, so that's kind of, confusing but that's also kind of what she has been doing is like posting memes about like her like behavior, or, like the sound bites that she says without addressing like, you know, the stuff that is making viewers on Twitter and on Reddit be like, oh my God, don't bring Hannah back next season. Like, oh my God, Hannah's so manipulative. She's such a liar. She's so mean to Luke for no reason, blah, blah, blah. She's trying to turn everyone. She's gaslighting the audience. Like instead of like addressing some of this stuff, she's just trying to like play it all off. And it's like, no, like you actually are like really like an alarming person. Like her behavior is like alarming. <laughs> like It is. Yeah. It's 911 territory for me. I don't really, I think I had to mute her on Instagram because I just couldn't take like the screenshotted tweets anymore but and they're all um, stolen and they're all stolen which is another thing it's like people have been saying that for a long time that she steals tweets and she steals content and she never addresses that either it's like okay so you're just gonna keep doing it all right yeah it's a it's a weird move for like a self-appointed comedian right that's like, what I don't have, get it's like yeah yeah it, there's some sort of dissonance there for sure. For sure. Because it's like, I don't follow accounts like the fat Jewish and fuck Jerry. Like, I don't follow those meme aggregator accounts. Like, if that's what you are, just be that. Don't call yourself a comedian. <laughs> yeah, I know. And actually, like, be funny. Yeah, that too. <laughs> and same with her fiance. Yeah, like, I would love it. I would love it if you guys were. I would love it if you guys were really funny. That'd like, if you were actually funny, because you call yeah, yourself. Like, if you made me laugh. I was waiting for that. I was like, they're comedians. Like, you know, there should be, you know, some funny one-liners, nothing. <laughs> Instead, it was Des being like, if you need a bishop, call me. And he had my to, like, explain the bishop. joke. He was like, my yeah. last name is Bishop. <laughs> but I do kind of believe in their love. Like, I feel like maybe they're twin flames in some respect. Like, I, I want to see it. I want to see it play out because it is either going to be just like so cringe. It's like my body will feel like it's a wet washcloth just being wrung out like mm -hmm. <laughs> or it's going to just implode as quickly and yeah. as powerfully as it established itself. And so yeah. either is kind of I'm open to my prediction, which, by the way, they haven't even like like. I actually was randomly DMing Amanda the other day because I'm a Batula hoop. <laughs> um, but I love her. And she was saying that technically um, they don't find out until like May or June who's coming back. So my prediction is that Hannah and Des are still hoping that they will be like invited back. Mm -hmm. And once that doesn't happen, which I personally don't think it will, that's just my prediction. Um, when that doesn't happen, I think it's like relationship over because I think it was like purely opportunistic for, and they might not even realize it. They might've convinced themselves that they're actually in love. But like, I think when it comes down to like facing the kind of scrutiny that they are facing from like how bad they looked on the show, like that's tough. Like you have to be a really strong couple to survive that. And like, I, I don't know. Yeah. And a couple that was born out of that environment. Mm -hmm. like TBD if they if they can do it because also I think yeah. their wedding is scheduled for August or something no it got moved it got moved to next summer originally yes and she like right after they got engaged she was like wedding dress shopping so it was like oh they're trying to like get it on the show yeah and so that's why I thought like oh they'll be invited back because they've made this like summer wedding that 
ideally, I guess Bravo would cover that, whether they get married like in the summer house or just like outside of the summer house. But that's also like incredibly ambitious scheduling because yeah, no. trying to plan that and get it on the show and like work it into like the rest of the cast. Because I would imagine you would have to have some of the cast members be at the wedding. Like well, it's just a lot. Hannah won't even be at, yeah, so it's not, from everything I heard, it's going to be summer 2022 now, but, um, yeah, I mean, um, shoot, I lost my train of thought. You can edit this part out. I have, like, the worst ADD. Oh, we were talking about weddings. Um, Amanda's wedding going to be, Amanda and Kyle will definitely be getting married on the show. Yeah, and they said that. They were on, I think it was Danny Pellegrino's podcast, I think, where mm-hmm. they said like it, it would be, we would be doing a disservice to the fans because they've just been along this journey with us the entire time. So I think it'll definitely be filmed. So it, yeah, it almost seems like when it was planned for the summer that Hannah was like trying to compete with them. But um, I don't even think Hannah will be at Amanda and Kyle's wedding if it happens this summer yeah. or whenever it is. I mean, I think Kyle and Amanda's wedding is definitely happening. They've just been engaged for like seven years. But um, I think from everything that I have gathered that like Hannah won't even be there. So it wouldn't even make sense for them to do like Hannah and De- it would be like two separate things. They're not a friend group anymore or like they weren't at all with does. So. And I, it, it is like kind of a fuck you to schedule and then assume that your wedding would also be covered on a reality show that's been like focused on this one couple's relationship journey since the beginning. Mm-hmm. But I yeah. think she's kind of done a lot of that. Like I saw someone had sent me a, um, like she was promoting some other like boozy drink in a can or something, which felt very. Like... It was a direct. It was a cocktail in a can, like a direct competitor with like Lover Boy's entire like shtick. Yeah, and you don't yeah, do that kind of shit. You don't do oh. that kind of shit to Kyle. Well, did you see the comment? So basically, Sierra posted like a smear, and I know all of this from like just like being a stalker on all of their Instagrams. I love and it. Also, I, need, like, I need the scoop because I don't really like do a big Bravo celebrity like stalk <laughs> on my Instagram. So I appreciate getting reports from the front lines. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so from the front line. So Sierra posted a Smirnoff ad and people were like, wait, like I hope like at Amanda and Kyle were cool with this Smirnoff. And Amanda was like, it is not a direct competitor. It's like vodka. Like you're not gonna, if you're choosing between Smirnoff and Loverboy, like that's not a thing. You're gonna get one or the other. Yeah. Um, but she, and she was like, and she asked me like a good friend would. Like it kind mm-hmm. of read like a little dig at Hannah because Hannah actually did advertise a direct competitor, a canned cocktail. And I guess, didn't ask for permission. I don't see why she would have from everything we know about Hannah. There's no way she asked for permission. Um, so yeah, it's like a low blow. I think she's taken it off the show because I think her ego just got way too big. And I talk about this on Ryan Bailey's podcast that I go on every Monday, but, um, that, yeah, I just think her ego got way too big. And I think she thought she was summer house, but we all know Kai Manda and hub house are summer house. Mm-hmm. They're the OGs, and right. soon, like I look forward to Carl next summer, like sober mm-hmm. Carlito trying to yes. find the love of his life. Like I'm here and all in for that. I'm here for it too. Oh my god, and I'm excited because like people are going to be vaccinated this summer. Like they can actually like go out again and like 
Uh, but we'll see what what that does to Kaimanda's relationship. Not that I think Kyle will be like out hooking up with people ever again, but no, but just like drunk Kyle blacking like, out out and about Kyle is very different from like drunk Kyle in the summer house who gets I couldn't who deal just with like grabs that. the nearest bag of snacks and just like goes passes out with his shoes on if my almost 40 year old not to like age shame anyone because Mm -hmm. it's fine I personally would be like you're almost 40 why are you still getting drunk like a frat boy if he was passing out in my bed with his shoes on as often as Kyle does like that is so not okay with his shoes on like shoes on the bed is a huge no for me no and then Getting that kind of drunk, I would say that any partner of mine would be allowed to do that once a quarter. Right. I just, I think it's a turnoff. Like, I oh, just it's think it's unattractive. Turn-off. Like, I just find it unattractive. If if Amanda is still attracted to him and, like, it's fine if his life isn't affected by it, it seems like he's a productive member of society otherwise, fine. That's on him. But, like, I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to. Yeah. And I think it's slowly kind of tempering itself over time. Like. I just rewatched seasons one and two and Kyle was turned up to 11 both of those seasons like every night so this yeah is he like, was sending it yeah he sends it maybe 50 or six he sends it like 40 or 50 percent less than he sent it like five years ago but again I think that's only because of like the situation they were in I think when they go out to bars again like I think it's gonna be old because e- even season four we're so quick to forget <laughs> That Kyle was telling Amanda that he, like, didn't want to be engaged anymore when he was blackout drunk and, like, she threw a pillow at him. Like, yes, they've been great this season. And, like, I always root for Kyle and Amanda. I think they're genuinely good for each other. But, like, again, it's like, I don't know. Kyle. Kyle's a wild card. So we'll see. I was, during season four, very worried for their relationship Same. and their relationship's future, and especially when they went from that fight, or, like, the fights they had to the engagement, I was getting, like, Tom and Katie vibe, like, my Tom and Katie radar was going off, but then, yeah, yeah right, I forget and forgive extremely quickly, because this season yeah. was, like, their love is real, I believe in it, <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> True love, baby, relationship goals. I'm like, wait, actually. But it is so funny how they've done a 180 from last season. And it was, I, I was living with my parents for a little bit during like the beginning of the pandemic, mm-hmm. um, just because I didn't want to be like stuck in my tiny studio apartment. And that's when season four was airing. And it's just so weird that now it's like, oh my God, Kyle and Amanda are great. Hannah is all of a sudden this villain. Everyone loves Luke. Like so much has changed since season four. So much has changed. Lindsay is shit faced um, throughout most of this episode, but especially on like the first night. And she really comes for Stravi in what I believe I was like, I love Linz. I'm a hubcap through and through, but this was a lot for me. I was like, you don't need to be in a relationship with someone if you're talking to them like this in front of your mutual friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it was clearly just not a match. Just just not a match. And I think, yeah, Lindsay was kind of forcing it because of the timeline thing that she has been, you know, very adamant to point out that the <laughs> timeline was very specific to Stravi. It wasn't like, you know, just her timeline in life. But um. Yeah, I'm I'm happy to see that they are no longer together because I don't think they're good for each other. They have very different um like attachment styles. Like she's, you know, she clearly has abandonment issues and she can't be with someone that's always going to like pick up and leave. Like 
you know, I think that Lindsay is a very difficult person to be with. And that's why the person that she is with needs to be, you know, right for her that can handle her. And like Stravi clearly cannot. Yeah. And I'm all for like, I love seeing Lindsay wild out and like babe Mm -hmm. out on her boyfriends. Like, I think it's hilarious, but this turned dark, especially in this episode Mm -hmm. where it's like, we've already seen this relationship completely fall apart, then kind of get back together without really discussing or addressing Mm -hmm. any of the core issues like that Mm -hmm. caused your fallout in the first place. And then just to see, I just hate when like, I hate anyone confronting their partner and like railing them in front of a group of their friends. I just think it's like kind of abusive behavior. Yeah, it's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable for sure. Yeah, I mean, like, that's why it's good that Lindsay has a friend like Danielle to like be honest with her. That was amazing when she was like, Am I the problem in this relationship? And Danielle was like, Yes. Like, not even like a moment hesitation. Like, she was just like, Yes. And that's great. Like, Danielle is such an MVP this season. Love her and Robert. But um, yeah, it's it's a pattern for Lindsay. I'm glad she's in therapy. And I'm she's self-aware enough to know where it stems from. When she was yeah. like, I drive, I push men to the limit to see if they will leave. Like, I'm testing them. I'm like, that is something that, you know, probably took years of therapy for her to maybe even come to that conclusion. And she's self-aware enough to realize it and hopefully work on it. But yeah, I mean, I love Lindsay too. I'm a hubcap. I hadn't heard that before, but like, I'm a hubcap for sure. <laughs> yeah, hubcaps, we roll together over <laughs> bumpy terrain and on the smooth highways of life. <laughs> no matter what, baby. No matter what, we're here for you. We're like the Land Rover discoveries. Like, <laughs> you can take it all. Um, yeah, I'm, I want, I would be excited to see like single Lindsay on the prowl mm-hmm. next season as well yeah yeah because you know we have watched kind of these toxic like everett carl stravi like <laughs> it always turns into like a toxic situation with Lindsay. i think that you know like she just should relax like no more serious relationships in the summer house for her like just like she needs to relax let it go have fun like do her own thing and i feel like she's kind of getting there Hmm. I could see her being like being in the kind of relationship where the guy doesn't come on summer house, but like mm-hmm. she gets to go do her thing. And then like, maybe, I mean, maybe he would come in for like a dinner or something every once mm-hmm. in a while, but like she could have her own identity separate from mm-hmm. like a summer house relationship. Yeah. And I mean, look, like going off of that, maybe like subconsciously being on a reality show is like exacerbating her need to like lash out at her boyfriends. Like it might be making her relationships worse and she's not even, not even realizing it. So I think that's a great idea. She needs to just date like an accountant, like a low key, like doesn't want to be on camera. Like just, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because that's a good point because now that I think back over all the time, like it's really entertaining to watch her like, flip the fuck out reality tv gold yeah but it's also just like you're not gonna have anything that lasts uh-huh. this way yeah oh my god this is like a breakthrough I this feel is like a huge breakthrough I feel like it is it's like I feel like she is exploiting her own like it's it's we it's reality tv gold it makes for great tv you know all the iconic um what was she, in season one do you remember what she said to Everett when she got up from the She's table like I'm gonna go 
fuck another guy. (laughs) Sleep in his bed. In his bed tonight. And then so many iconic moments. Like, yes, I love it. But yeah, it's like I feel like deep down it really is Lindsay kind of sacrificing her own happiness for like our our viewing pleasure sometimes mm-hmm. because none of these relationships turn out normal. It's all it's all turned into like very entertaining reality show messiness. Yeah, which doesn't equal necessarily like true love. Right. Speaking of true love, I think we saw Hannah and Des say I love you for the first time over their FaceTime conversation, which mm-hmm. I was just like, your relationship is wild to me. Yeah, yeah. Again, I was and there was someone I think it was Bravo historian on Twitter who p- pointed this out, how she was like, hey, like I got in a fight with my roommates, my best friends, like the people that she lives with. And his first reaction was like, fuck them. I love you so much. Like, it's just like manipulate. It's kind of a red flag where he it almost seems like he's like isolating. her. Yeah, it's like very red flaggy. Everything about it is like just creepy. It, it was creepy to me. It wasn't cute. It was weird. Yeah, it was like, we've never said this before. But like, I love you. And then she's like, I love you too. And I was like, whoa like first of all you're not even really being honest about the fight that you got into and the fact that you like got you kind of like blew up in the moment and got defensive it's a very revisionist history to des always oh exactly that's what it is it's like she's not a reliable narrator you can't have that because like we need the truth i want like (laughs) Whatever, you know, on like Real Housewives of Potomac, like whatever happens with like Candace and Monique, I want to know that I'm getting the truth. If you come out to be a pathological liar, like I, I just don't want you on my TV. Same with Jax Taylor again. Like, I just feel like she it's and again, it's not the same as Jax Taylor, as in like he literally is a pathological like lies (laughs) because he gets pleasure out of like pulling the wool over people's eyes. For Hannah, I feel like it's like she is deluded. And I think a lot of it was like, like, again, they were, like, saying I love you, like, for the first time with the cameras on them. I just think yeah. that they thought that the sh- – I thought – I think that – I can't speak. I think that they thought they would come off way differently. I think that Hannah thought that she was going to – like, I don't think – people are like, don't you think she was playing the villain role? I'm like, I think she genuinely thought she was, like, going to come off great. I think, yeah. I think she thought, like, I have a huge fan base, like – fuck Luke like I will expose him for being like an asshole now I'm friends with Sierra and I have that like working in my favor and like people will side with me and then be so glad that I found love but it's just like it you see her every step that she takes it just gets kind of like cringier and cringier Mm -hmm. and I can't imagine like being in her shoes is like you know she's like 28 or 29 or whatever and like coming from not being famous to then being like famous from a reality show that's like a total fantasy world like Mm -hmm. it's interesting to see her navigate these waters because I don't think yeah I don't think like Paige would fall into this trap but then you kind of never know like with Bravo yeah like who will end up being like the villain and who will come across well until it's like You see their true colors. You see their Mm -hmm. true colors when, you know, when you get some fame and some money and people's egos come into play. Um, And I think it was actually interesting because I was listening to Kyle and Amanda, like I said, on Danny Pellegrino's podcast. 
And they said that, you know, when this was airing, it was the lockdown when I was staying at my parents' house. And that was like right before they started filming season five, obviously. Mm-hmm. And I think Hannah, from what it sounds like, and this is kind of what Amanda said, like not verbatim, but I'm paraphrasing, that Hannah was kind of riding that high from season four, like of everyone shipping her and Luke and like a male model, like fighting Austin, like getting jealous of Austin flirting with her. You know, like I just, it seems like she was kind of riding that high and like, yeah, Bravo chat room, like her giggly squad fan base. Like she probably thought, you know what? I'm bigger than, I'm bigger than the show. I'm bigger than everyone. Like, I'm just going to, you know, like they need me. Like I'm, I'm just going to like, you know, I'm, I'm the star. I'm the hero. I'm who they're going to want to root for. Like you said, like, we'll see like, oh my God, that's so great. Luke is such an asshole, but now she's found love with Des. And it's like the exact opposite. (laughs) No, it's like you actually like, were kind of maybe unstable this entire time and no one knew that and then now you're showing that Mm -hmm. we don't we don't want to see that yeah exactly it's like yeah it's as soon as someone becomes an unreliable narrator it's like I don't care what you have to say because it's probably all bullshit Mm -hmm. yeah and all it takes is like just a shred of humility and Mm self-deprecation to just be like did I freak out about that like and I think that is what endears viewers to Mm -hmm. these people is like you don't need to be perfect I mean Paige is interesting because she does present like guarded and like very put together and Mm -hmm. has her her way of performing on camera that is like there's not a lot of vulnerability but that's kind of okay like she Mm -hmm. pulls it off well But I think for someone like Hannah, it's like Leah McSweeney, for example, like she got really like fucked up on Roni and like did a lot of crazy stuff, but she had a good sense of humor about Mm -hmm. it and wasn't like, but it's also, that was her first season. So well, yeah, this could go. That's all it is. It's like showing you have to have that, that side of you that people want to root for. Like that mm. humble side, you know, like that is what it is. It's like, if you don't have that, like I've, I've been rewatching Real Housewives of Be- Beverly Hills from the beginning and like Camille Grammer season one came off really bad. And then at the reunion, she kind of takes accountability. And then season two, she's like way better. It's like, you, I don't know. I think that there is like a path to redemption as like a Bravo villain, but I don't, I don't see it here because Hannah just doesn't have those qualities that make you someone that like we can be sympathetic towards. Yeah. It's interesting that someone who does come across as so manipulative, I think kind of, I don't think that she even means to be manipulative because I think that if she were truly manipulative, she would be able to manipulate also the audience into like eventually rooting for her. And we see her just like, shanking that so mm-hmm. I don't know it's a yeah thing. yeah I mean I I think that that was the plan all along was to manipulate the audience into believing that Luke is like this evil abusive narcissistic sociopath even mm-hmm. when it was like when the show was airing at the beginning of the season she was posting stuff on Instagram about like nar- like relationships with narcissists and like abusive relationships like kind of hinting that it was Luke and it was like we have watched this man with his guitar, like chopping his wood, like, come on, we we know Luke at this point well enough to know that like, he is not some like sociopath, like he's just not. Sorry, I never saw that. So, like, when everyone was like anti Luke to begin with, I was like, he's just your classic fuck boy. 
Yeah, I like I got kind of like lit up over the Luke thing. But then when everyone started turning on him, I was like, wait a second. Like this guy is not I don't think he's like smart enough to orchestrate this entire thing. I think he's just like a hot guy who has a lot of women throwing themselves at him constantly. So he has a lot of options and no real reason to want to settle down with any one person in particular. Exactly. And like, does that make him evil? No, it just makes him your average, like good looking fuck boy. And like the fact that Carl and Kyle are like on their high horse, like <laughs> lecturing Luke as if they're like, you know, two completely, you know, reformed angels, like, come on. Like, yeah, I thought we'll that was see. such bullshit about Carl like how he navigates the relationship waters like I'm actually intrigued to see if there is a change like if it was more of like an alcohol like substance problem that contributed I mean I'm sure that doesn't help when it comes to Mm -hmm. dating but I part of me thinks like the issues underneath all that stuff are a little more deep-seated and he might have like trouble get with intimacy and then with monogamy even and like, i kind of- i think so too i've thought about that a lot but i think carl's carl's issues i think the reason that he's still single i think go deeper than like you know him just being like this like uh like partier like not wanting to settle down like i think it goes deeper than that yeah and i think that kind of stuff makes it easy for him to like pull pull like shenanigans with women like in season it was like season one or two where he and that work as twin Lauren work yeah where he's like oh she's like we're gonna go out tonight and then we'll like cuddle later blah 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 you'll hang with me and he's like definitely definitely then they like went out and he just left with another woman like immediately and I think it's like easy to justify doing that when you've been drinking or there's like other shit involved but I still think that he would pull shit just in different ways yeah for sure and people keep shipping him and like Paige and him and Sierra and I'm like no just I I think him and Sierra together like there seems Sierra was did you watch watch what happens live last night no I didn't what happened she was so was Sierra Kyle and oh my god was it Amanda or no Lindsay I saw yeah yeah Sierra Kyle Lindsay and Kyle always, he was very classy about like the Hannah stuff. Like he always keeps it above the belt. Like he is so taking the high road. So I respect that. But Sierra was basically like, she made a lot of comments about like regretting hooking up with Carl and like, just like thinking that Carl's hot, like all of the games that they were playing. She like, you know, was always like just making comments about loving Carl. We so, did she hook up with Carl? No, they, I don't think they actually hooked up because we would have known we would see it. Yeah. I mean, maybe in Winterhouse, actually. It Is could happen. Winterhouse, though? I think she's with um, Austin. Craig or Austin. One of That's what. Guys. So Amanda debunked that on the podcast I listened to. And I like believe, I kind of believe that Amanda would know because she was on Winterhouse also. Yeah. So I think that might just be a rumor. But, um, but I don't know. I'm like, if Paige and Carl were going to be together, they would have been together. I think they're like purely in the friend zone at this point. Yeah, it seems like it seems like that, too. I'm sad that we didn't get to see the like page giving Carl a lap dance on the boat footage. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they that showed was a- that in a preview. And then there was no follow up. And there was a lot wrong. of stuff. There was a lot of stuff that was like 
teased that never came to even like the Luke and Lindsay hookup, how like they use the audio of Lindsay being like, hello, Lucas, to make it yeah. seem like they like fucked. And like everyone was like, okay, so Lindsay and Luke fucked. And like that obviously didn't end up being true. Yeah, it's so crazy. Um, Luke's love for fire knows no bounds. <laughs> He's so wholesome. Like I love that's the side of Luke that I have always seen. The nice wholesome Midwestern boy. And everyone was like, "No, Luke's a fuck boy." I'm like, "So what?" Like, okay. I think that he can be two things at once. He can be a little bit of a fuck boy and he's also just like a genuinely nice Midwestern boy deep down. He's incredibly earnest and gives a whole speech about like, he's like, I love the fire. Just got to love it. And it's been such a great weekend. And like, <laughs> it's amazing being with my friends. And he's like, cheers to the, a great weekend. And, and he was like sitting by a fire. So it's just like even more incredible. Like, that was our favorite part. He was like, I just love fires. I've always felt like a connection to them. It's just, you know, sitting around the fire with people I love. No better way to end, you know, a summer. Sitting around a fire. I was like, okay, we get it, Luke. But yeah, he's so earnest. Like when Amanda and Kyle were walking down the aisle and he just goes, you look amazing to Amanda. I was like, oh my God, stop. I actually tweeted that. I was like, Luke is a wholesome angel and you could not tell me otherwise. And Amanda liked my tweet. Like, oh my God, I just love him. Yeah, I think it would be like, I find him to be attractive, like just like that's a fact like he is just an attractive person mm -hmm. but I think probably a little too earnest for me yeah the more I get to know well that's what it is it's like now that we see how nice he actually is he becomes less attractive it's sad but it's true it's like when he was like mysterious and like the bad boy it's like yeah he's fucking sexy but now that he's like you know we've seen him with like his his glasses would, would that make his eyes look really big remember when he was like really like at the table with Des yeah that was incredible <laughs> like he I like to see that because then it humanizes him more and just makes me root for him more because I know who he is because uh, really the only context we had with Luke was like his relationship or lack of relationship with Hannah like I feel like that was his entire storyline last season and the only kind of discussions that would happen with his like character would be like, how does he feel about Hannah? Yeah. And that's why like, I'm really annoyed that that drama kind of overshadowed like anything else we could have seen with Luke this season. Like mm -hmm. it was him getting bullied for like the Hannah bullshit. Like I would, I wish that like we could have seen what could have happened with Sierra and Luke, which, you know, Sierra says that she like made her own decisions, which I'm sure like if, if, that's what she said then like I believe her at the same time as a viewer you're like okay it does seem like Hannah was kind of manipulating the situation and like I would yeah. have liked to see I would have liked to see Sierra like any sort of like love interest situation there was just like nothing yeah it was interesting because like going back to season two when Carl brings Danielle into the house it was like a similar approach to like initiating a new cast member even if they weren't together, it was like still someone that they had a romantic history with. And then mm -hmm. we see how they mesh into the house and like no one had really thrown such a grenade into like that kind of potential relationship before until Hannah came along and just like torched any chance of right. Sierra getting together. 
Right. Like that, that I would have liked to see how things would have organically unfolded without like Hannah's like manipulation and like producing. <laughs> yeah. Even definitely. though it was a great season, I still loved it. I like, it I still too. loved it. Watched every second. I'm thinking also that like, I'm glad that things did shake out the way they did for Luke. Cause I feel like it gives us a chance as viewers to just see him in the house and like, let his personality come through mm-hmm. and get to know who he is with the other castmates because it's like, it's taken, it's taken a long time to get to know him. But now I'm like, after that fire speech, I was like, okay, like I get it. <laughs> oh my God. It's the fire speech that did you in, not his um, best selling single hit single suit and tie. Hair the slicked back. Guitar is really difficult for me. Like that, a man with a guitar, like triggering. An guitar, yeah, I'm triggered. And like, I think I find a man with an acoustic guitar more cringe than I do like Hannah and Des. Like, I would rather watch them fucking all over that no. house than see any grown man play an acoustic guitar and like song right yeah I would see people hate people really like you know lit up Luke this season with the guitar like all of the scenes with him singing (laughs) but I like it okay (laughs) I like it Luke voice I love your I love the unabashed love for him and his guitar I think that there is probably like a huge like section of the viewers that do really appreciate his musical abilities so i'm glad that that's like represented as well as a person with a very deep voice i'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns but a deep voice doesn't sell b2b and advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell b2b either that's why if you're a b2b marketer you should use linkedin ads LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs, also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Laura, what's the first thing you do if you had a little more time in the day? Mm, I'd probably just spend even more time with Tony than I already do. That's the best answer you could get. I spend most of my life wishing that Tony and I had more time together on this planet. It's scary to think about mortality and time passing. I do a lot of that. Don't we know it? But you know what can help when it comes to obsessive, intrusive thoughts about the passage of time and mortality and the fact that all of our dogs will die someday? What? Therapy. Oh, I've been in therapy since my mid-20s and it's been an on and off thing. Sometimes I'm in it, sometimes I'm not, but I always feel better when I'm consistently going to therapy. I think it's probably the most important thing you can do for yourself if you can do it. I agree 100%. I've had pretty radical life changes over the past five to 10 years. And a huge part of that has been thanks to finding a therapist and working with a therapist regularly to like 
help me break some negative patterns, negative thought processes, and overall become a a version of myself that I really love. Also, the past five years has been extremely chaotic and destabilizing for so many of us. I think therapy is even more vital now than it's ever been for everyone in the history of time. (laughs) (laughs) If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash SexyUnique today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash SexyUnique. Carrie, have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? Every other week. Well, unfiltered, mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine? So sick, but all is not lost because that's where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Canopy, known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, has revolutionized the filtered showerhead. Dermatologists recommended this unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water, leaving you with healthy hair and glowing skin. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free. Installation is a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement, unlike any other on the market. Go to getcanopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, our listeners can use the code SEXYUNIQUE at checkout to save an additional 10% off their Canopy purchase. Hurry, your hair and skin will thank you. Ryan and I actually, with the podcast that we do on Mondays, we were like, Luke, will you please come on and sing your like hit single? And he didn't give us like a yes or no answer, but he sent us like the full lyrics of the song. So I have the lyrics. Like it was amazing. I know. I was like, that's an exclusive. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Paige, her lack of energy when FaceTiming with Perry is unreal to me. Like the way that she goes from being like fun, flirty, fabulous page into literally could give less of a shit about someone. It reminded me so much of like my own like past relationship, but just did. Like that's why I'm like making a sad face because I'm like, you just, (laughs) you, she's just over it. Like she's checked out. She's over him. She's over it. She just doesn't know how to like, you know, initiate it. And it's, yeah, it's sad. It's sad. I, I was like, yeah, I've been there. Like, I know how it feels. Um, yeah, it's shitty. And, and yeah, when she was like, I'm away from him and it feels great. Like, that's a bad sign. You're over yeah. it. Like Lots of bad signs are afoot. And also when she's like, I feel like he's going to be blindsided by me wanting to break up. I was like, I don't think so. I think he really picks up what you're putting down. <laughs> yeah, seriously. When he's like, uh, like, you don't speak to me anymore. <laughs> he's like, you and never when sound he... excited. <laughs> 
We, um, when he, when he FaceTimed her like on last week's episode and he was like, you don't pay attention to me. You don't. I was like, I'm so triggered. Like that's something that like my ex-boyfriend would have done when I was like not answering his FaceTimes or whatever. (laughs) I was like, oh my God. Yeah. If you find yourself on either side of that kind of interaction, things deserve, you deserve a second look at the relationship. Right. And it's like together. And that's what it is. It's like, sometimes it's like, you almost wish that he had like done something really wrong, like cheated or something. So you would have a reason when you're just kind of like, it just, you can just tell pages over it because if she really wanted, she was head over heels with him. She would have like, you know, kept dating him no matter like if the show was still filming. Cause it's only, you know, six weeks. Yeah. So. And also it's like, they have this travel or they had this like whole travel plan looming of like going to Miami and getting Mm -hmm. a condo together and not being excited about that is like also a huge sign. Exactly. Like that's when I, I just, I mean, obviously we knew they broke up, but there were rumors about why they broke up. Like I think there were rumors that he cheated on her, which clearly is like not true. Like she was just over it. So Mm -hmm. that cleared it up at least. Totally. Um, I love it. Drunk Lindsay showing her areola is really life affirming to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Lindsay's proud of those. Turn. Yeah, and I'm proud. She's of her proud of those her babies. Do- her boobs done. Yeah, as she. Oh my god! You know who has the best boobs in the house, though? Amanda. Yeah, seeing yeah. them last night, I was like, "Oh my god!" It's I'm insane. trying to look respectfully, but it's so hard. Yeah, I know. Her body is just insane. They all have insane bodies. Let's They're be honest. They're all so hot. Like, it's yeah. unbelievable to me. Like, they, them just hanging out in swimsuits all the time on camera. Like, I uh-huh. could never. But I appreciate that each of them are gorgeous from head to toe. And it feels oh my God. to just watch really attractive people, like, have drama with each other. Yeah. And like, think about like all the angles, all the different camera angles. Like if there's like one bad picture of me in a bathing suit, I'm like, oh my God. But like, no, I'd be you like, know, it's you like, need to film me from like an upward yeah. angle kind of far away with like this lens and like that. And like, right. I'd constantly just be like, I'd be like where? only on my good side, only on my good side. Like they're like, that's not how this works. <laughs> yeah. But like any angle, they all look fucking incredible. Yeah, they really do. So, but yeah, every episode off. I like, that's actually how my DM relationship with Amanda started because I had made a joke about like, you know, how good she looks in a bikini mm-hmm. and how she's just a hot piece of ass. And she basically responded. She was like, this is why I never wear like bikini tops like that. Like her bikini top like moments where her like boobs are spilling out. I'm like, no, we love it, Amanda. Like no, you look great. amazing. I I crave Amanda's big naturals on my TV yes. screen. Yeah. Like in any way that she cares to show them, I'm here for it. I know. I'm going to miss those the most. There was like a clip from like the season review at the beginning of the episode. And when she like walks away, she's wearing like a green bikini and she's like, Oh God, it's like when Hannah says something to Kyle. And I was just like, Oh my God, like I want to screenshot this. Like, how do you look, especially think about being in a house for six weeks where you're drinking every night and just like eating Postmates, like Mm -hmm. tacos and takeout Mac and cheese, like, and pizza. I would not, that wouldn't work for me. Yeah. Well, to be fair, I think that a lot of it is that 
And I've, I've clearly studied this. I have a master's yeah. in summer house sociology, <laughs> but, um, I think they do. And I, there's nothing wrong with taking Adderall. Like as I don't take Adderall, but as an ADD person, I take other medicine for it. So like, I get, you know, having to take Adderall, like I get it. There's, mm -hmm. I'm not demonizing, like taking ADD medicine, whatever, whatever it is. But I think a lot of it does have to do with some of the stuff they're taking that helps them keep stay awake. And also lover boy apparently is like low cal, which mm, I, yeah, I haven't, it's really expensive. I've had it before. Cause I went to like the summer house premiere party, like pre COVID last year and it was served there and I'm just not a tea person, but like, and it's also just really expensive, but mm. I think it's low cal. Um, it makes you not have a hangover. Apparently I'm like just advertising for them, but that's just what I heard. And wow. also, so they, a lot of them work out because they're not hungover. So they can work out in the mornings, yeah, which is why we see do. like Kyle going on runs. So I've like pieced together how they like maintain their bodies with their lifestyles. Yeah. Kyle's <laughs> fucking shredded when he was shredded, yeah. getting ready for the wedding. I was like, how, like how? Because he literally acts like a frat boy. I'm like, yeah. how does your body look like? It's because he wakes up. Lover boy doesn't make him hungover. And he wakes up at 8 a.m. And like goes, goes on run. run. Yeah. Yeah. Well, whatever they're doing, it's working out insanely yes. well. Kyle goes, when they're all playing drunk Jenga, he goes, this is the first time I've really felt like I don't want summer to end. <laughs> it's like, like, I'm pretty sure you feel like this every single summer for your entire life. Yeah, like, okay, Kyle, seriously, <laughs> like, please, let's be real. But I mean, I will say, I think that Loverboy has really, like, I think that their business relationship, like Loverboy being successful, like, a multitude of things, I think, have made their relationship, like, just way better this season. And I think that Kyle maybe is like, maybe he is growing up. TBD, we'll see. I think he's made leaps and bounds from the Kyle in early seasons, like having just recently watched him and being like comparing and contrasting. Like he's definitely been on a true journey and yeah. sometimes you just don't see that that often in a show like this. Like the whole yeah. journey is like you might get richer and like get more filler, but you're still like the same piece of shit you mm -hmm. were in season one. Yeah. But he is like, there's strides being made. Yeah. And I mean, it's interesting because, um, again, I, I was listening to, I think it was Lindsay on Ryan Bailey's podcast, like a, mm. a, another time that I wasn't on it. But um, Lindsay was saying that, you know, when the show started, it really was, it was just Lindsay and Kyle's group of friends. And they were just like, we go to the Hamptons every summer, like might as well just have some cameras like come along. And, you know, that was like when we first met like Kyle and Amanda in season one and just like how the show has evolved since then and how their relationship has evolved. It's just like crazy that it, we've just gotten to watch all of it. So I think, yeah, Amanda's right. It's like, we, we do deserve the wedding at this point. They really do. And I'm happy that like lover boy has been such a success because seeing Kyle in the early seasons be like a fledgling startup entrepreneur, entrepreneur a serial entrepreneur whenever serial someone says that i'm like whatever the, like that's like the thing that you never want to see on someone's like bumble or raya profile yeah. like where you're just yeah. like oh my god I, it's a left swipe for me but for him he's really made it work and like yeah. he found it he hit he struck gold in the sense that i feel like 
he found something that he's really passionate about, which is drinking, and then managed to turn it into a lifestyle that he can make money off of. So that's really right. the dream. Right. And I feel like they're just such a good pair because Kyle's like the business side and then Amanda does the branding and like the creative and it just like it just worked out for them. And yeah, I'm 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 happy for them. I mean, yeah. And now they're employing Carl and, you know, we saw Carl struggling to meet his sales quotas for several seasons. So (laughs) happy for Carl. Just good. Just good stuff all around. Such good stuff. I loved (laughs) it. I also loved seeing when Stravi is like finally loses a shit on Lindsay and she he's like, I'm leaving. The fact that like everyone would not let him leave was incredible. And I couldn't understand if it was like, I think he's drunk, so he shouldn't go anywhere, period. Because like last time he just like got in his car and left. But like just Danielle like stealing his bag and like putting it in his room and Kyle being like, bro bro like just dumbfounded like I know like is like why would anyone want to leave this paradise (laughs) (laughs) I know when actually it's like the most haunting house now looking at it now I'm like this house is so haunting what dark shit happened here yeah like the second or like the layout makes no sense the level that you walk into with like that huge dining room table and like the wood chair that's like all warped that has some balcony that looks over another area, but what area is that looking over? I think the pool is like kind of on the side of the house, I think. So I don't know. I don't know. But then this up the stairs is the kitchen. Yeah. And then I I just assume more bedrooms. I haven't seen before. I know it makes no sense. And then you like help to walk out to the pool from the basement where the bedrooms are instead of like you know putting it so the kitchen is like you walk out from the kitchen like that would just make so much more sense but I don't know yeah it's a it's a real hell house in that way it really is it's like that this season just felt different in a lot of ways and I think part of it was the house and the vibes and just COVID obviously it just was kind of a different season it was still entertaining but like just different vibes than we're used to I feel like I'm glad that they did this season like I feel like it will be canon in like the summer Mm -hmm. house the as a whole but I do miss like the summer house that we've seen in like the last three seasons Yeah, I think that this season definitely cemented Summer House as like a Bravo, like, you know, powerhouse, Mm -hmm. Summer House powerhouse, because before I felt like, you know, it was like Summer House, like it kind of felt like, I don't know, some of the more random shows on Bravo that like I can't even think of right now. But now it's like, oh, my God, like all the people that, you know, I know that watch Vanderpump, that love Vanderpump, love Housewives that hadn't watched Summer House before. We're like seeing, you know, all of the tweets all over Twitter and people being like, oh, my God, Hannah, like drama and like everyone tweeting. They're like, oh, my God, I have to start this show. So many people started Summer House just because of like, you know, people talking about season five. So I will say Hannah did one thing right. Even yeah. though, you know, the view, the new viewers tuning in, you know, aren't going to be watching her anymore after this season, probably. They're not burn dogs after this season, yeah. but who knows? Yeah, I'm glad that everyone's discovering Summer House. I was like more of a latecomer myself, and it's been one of the greatest discoveries of 2020 for me. But I oh, you started no, in 2020. I started in 2019. Okay, did I start in 2019. Did you start yeah. with like? Did you start from season one, or did you start with like one of the middle seasons? I started with. I started watching when season four premiered and then 
while that was going on, I watched season three to catch up. And then I had only watched like season three and season four. And I finally went back and really dug into season one uh-huh. and two like this past weekend. So now I'm like all I'm like totally caught up now. Okay. Okay. I've seen yeah. everything. Yeah. Um, I have been, um, you know, on the summer house train since that backdoor pilot, the Vanderpump mm-hmm. backdoor pilot. So they snatched me up right away. They tricked me. You've been an OG I think otherwise... from the jump. <laughs> yes. And, and let me tell you, getting rid of the work as twins was a great decision because that's what I always say to people that are starting the show. I'm like, start, you won't be able to get into it right away if you start from season one. So I always say like, if you want to catch up with like this current drama, just start from season three. And then you do three, four, five, then you're caught up and then you can kind of like go back to the then work you go circus. back, Yeah. And then you can enjoy it in a way because you know that it's going to end eventually. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's the best way to interact with the work at circus. Cause then I found them extremely entertaining and like watchable. But I also was extremely relieved that they, it was a short-lived. And also Steve yeah. ended up being one of the darkest characters I've seen on yes. the show. Yes, for like, you know, the Carl stuff with him, like Steven was, Steven had a lot of potential. Like I liked him at first. Season I one, the, I was obsessed with him. I was like, yeah. why did he have to go away? Like we need like a gay guy on the yeah. show. We need several gay guys on the summer house. We, there definitely needs to be like a little bit of a shakeup. I think, I mean, obviously there's the core group of friends. Yeah. You know, we have your Kaimanda. You're Carl, you're Lindsay, you're Danielle, you're Luke. I would say Luke really won people over. Mm-hmm. I would say that's the core group. I think the question mark is like Paige, Hannah, Sierra. Um, I think they need more like sexual tension. I'm like, that's what was missing. Like we need more like hookup drama. Like I want that. Not like the, you know, dozen Hannah kind. Yeah. But I want more like, you know, like I like people to ship like. Page, I I just don't ship Paige and Carl. I would have liked to see Sierra and Carl make like a you know love connection. Like I, Winter House, maybe we'll like get to watch maybe something go down on Winter House. We'll see. Yeah, I'm excited for Winter House. I'm glad that Bravo is ex- like expanding that universe mm-hmm. and like merging different shows because they all fe- they're all functioning at the same level. I think of like fame and. Mm-hmm viewership so mm-hmm. that's just a smart idea to merge them i wish that mm-hmm. vanderpump cast members could have been worked in somehow but like they invited i heard that the toms were invited yeah but tom they said and tom because no they wouldn't they didn't want to be away from their yes significant others but i do I'm... think that would have because i feel like yes like the toms i think when we talk about like bravo like hierarchy like the toms are a little bit more like it would have kind of felt like dad dad and dad there versus like the southern charm even though they're about the same age as like kyle cook like (laughs) they are dad like they're i get what you're saying they it wouldn't be exactly the right fit yeah because craig and austin are still like your young bachelors like tom and tom are homeowners with like wives basically so like i don't know i'm still like kyle and amanda are still like young and fun I just think that Tom and Tom, I don't know, would have it would have felt different. 
Not that I've seen it yet, but I I can feel how it's going to, it's a lot of like single hot young people, which is what I'm excited for. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, MTV doing like real world road rules, like cross pollinating, like they're like hot young stars. I'm like, yeah, that makes perfect sense. Totally. And the Vanderpump cast, like kind of slowing down and maturing, like they both matured and bent like life benchmark ways like buying a house or whatever mm-hmm. or like having babies but I don't think they matured like mentally or emotionally really and but seeing people reach those benchmarks like made me less interested in them as like a viewer yeah I mean yes for sure because I think and it's interesting you say that because I can't remember where I read this but I read somewhere that the age at which you become famous for some people is like when you like actually just stop maturing, like you are emotionally at that age forever, which is fascinating. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. I don't know how it works, Mm -hmm. but I was like, that makes sense. Thinking of the Vanderpump Rules, thinking of the Vanderpump Rules cast. And you think of like, you know, like Jack Taylor, just buying a house and getting married just to act like he's like a normal human and not like a sociopath alien and like a skin suit everything that he's posted (laughs) about his baby so far it sounds like it's like an alien trying to like talk like how they think a human talks Mm -hmm. you know like it's creepy like he is such a sociopath but yeah for me I'm like if Jax is doing it no thank you (laughs) no I don't trust it I don't trust any of it I feel like they're all like it's all smoke and mirrors and I'm mm-hmm. being like lied to or manipulated or gaslit somehow through their like, yeah uh, their just their financial evolutions but I yes. think that's also a very LA thing where you can present in this one way and it looks a certain way but then I mean that's like life obviously but it just it seems it also reads as just very uh, like psychos in LA who like have all these things. So you would think like, Oh, that means that they're somehow good people. If you're like a materialistic, like vapid person, Mm -hmm. but then underneath it, you're like, wait, these people are fucking crazy. I feel like that happens more out here than it does in other cities. Well, for sure. I feel like a lot of that is like keeping up with the Joneses. Like Mm -hmm. that's why they all did everything right in a row. Babies. They all got the same Valley village looking fucking house. Um, They all got pregnant at the same time. It's like, they're all just trying to keep up with each other. And yeah, I mean, it sounds, I'm like, how are they making money? They don't have like brand partnerships like Jax and Brittany. Like, what do they sell? Like what they, they're not getting Bravo checks anymore. Like, of course it would make sense. And Jax is kind of trying to like, you know, cause he's like a narcissist. He has to like prep everyone to, to act like leaving LA is just purely his decision. Mm-hmm. Like he's like, he keeps hinting that like LA is, you know, he's like over LA, like blah, blah. It's like, no, we just know you can't afford it anymore. So oh, yeah. And I think he's hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt to the IRS as well, which no one really is talking about, but I love and am obsessed with IRS drama. So same, same. And he's like my bookkeeper. Time. <laughs> he was like, you know, everyone gets a bad bookkeeper. It's like, what? No, that's no. not. I think it's like you, everyone who makes paychecks that don't take money out and then you don't decide to like put money aside for taxes and you actively decide not to pay your taxes, you're going to fuck yourself over eventually. Right. Of course, it's like, I, it's just so jacks to like deflect the blame, like in any way possible, his bookkeeper. Like I've never even heard someone use that in like 
you know, that context before. Like, he's just, like, so not even human. Like, he's so scary. Yeah. I wonder <laughs> if – I'm, like, when is he going to fade away? Like, will will it happen? Will there be, like, a Jax and Brittany, like, comeback in some way? I'm, like, I think they'll go the way of, like, many – you know, ex-housewives, like, you know, the show will go on without them and then they'll kind of just like cling to relevancy in any way they can, maybe like marriage boot camp or whatever those, I'm sure they'll do a bunch of those shows. Yeah. Like, um, like get me out of here. I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here. Yeah. Or something. <laughs> I would, can you imagine Brittany and Jax on that? Brittany would be like, rotten hail, Jax. Yeah. That would be actually kind of amazing. I wish I had like the ability to see into the future just like five years from now to see where all the Vanderpump cast members like the OG ones and Lala are from now because like I can't even conceive of what another season of Vanderpump Rules looks and feels like without all the people that got fired and it's like like really sad it's really sad because it's not like the viewers like are dwindling the viewers will always be there like we're no matter what it is like we're still gonna fucking watch yeah like it's gonna be terrible I know they're about to start filming season nine it's gonna be bad I'm sure because season eight was awful but like we're still gonna watch I but like at some point it's like let's you know end things while we can I want it to go for one more season because I don't want to give like Jax and all of them the satisfaction Mm -hmm. of like you know, oh, the show couldn't go on without us, sweetheart. You see that? Like, that's definitely what he would say if, like, the show just completely ended. But if it goes on for another season and it's terrible and then it ends, then he gets to say the same thing. So we need it to go on for, like, three more seasons so that he can never make that claim. (laughs) But I think, yeah, that's true. That's true. It's just in general. It's like, all good things must come to an end. It's just the formula was so magic. It was like lightning in a bottle. Mm -hmm. That's so hard to recapture because it was even like before what I love about pre like 2013 reality shows is that's like before Instagram was like, you know, a a source of income. So people going on reality shows were just like, yeah, I'll be a train wreck on national television. Don't give a fuck how it ruins my prospects, my life. Like that was when going on reality TV was like, kind of like career suicide. So that's what I love about pre Instagram reality TV is that everyone on there was just like, you know, there were no ulterior motives to get famous. I feel like they all were kind of just being train wrecks on TV, exploiting their lives just, you know, I'm sure, you know, to be famous in the long run, but like there was no Instagram yet. Like I just, yeah, they all wanted fame really badly but they also had no talent or revenue or like outlets which they could achieve that fame aside from just being on the show which like I don't know if they really thought that would make them as famous as they were this is that that is touch in public erasure what's the (laughs) what's his band called Charles McMansion yeah Charles McMansion (laughs) God, RIP to Isaac Cappy, co co owner of or co lead man of Charles McMansion, who got heavily involved in QAnon, and then sadly Wait. took his own life. Yeah. Wait, who was this? This was remember. Okay, Charles McMansion was Sandoval, and this other guy was that the other guy? Yeah, Isaac Wait. Cappy was the other guy in Charles What's McMansion ha- who got like he got like way 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 heavily into QAnon like became like a ride or die soldier of Q and then 
ended up dying of suicide, I think a couple years ago. Oh, I had no idea. That's wild. Isn't that crazy? It's sad. He's, I mean, it's sad, but also just like crazy. Classically Vanderpump universe to me. Oh my God. I'm like, we that need a is doc shocking. about it or like a limited series. Yeah, I'm just like how this was literally Sandoval's like partner and I mm-hmm. just hadn't heard anything about this. Like I just didn't know about this. Like that's yeah. just wild that I just hadn't heard nothing. But um but yeah, I I actually like I was saying I was I was rewatching Beverly Hills speaking of, you know, dark dark <laughs> things that happen. Yeah. Um very very dark, but the backdoor pilot for Vanderpump, I, you know, watched while I was rewatching so good and yeah so good and sandoval it was so funny watching you know 2012 i bet it was 2012 sandoval be like i want to be famous one day i don't know for what but i want to be famous and i'm like you got it you're famous now good job they got all the ones that said they wanted to be famous got all their wishes and dreams came true yeah just not famous for anything that they thought they would be famous for which is like modeling acting like yeah it's a beautiful (laughs) LA and like very specific kind of LA story that they all acted out together Cinderella story yeah and those seasons like I consider Vanderpump Rules to be seasons one through six and then anything after six I'm like you could take it or leave it like it really doesn't matter in terms of like the universe of the show but those six seasons were a literal gift from the heavens to Yeah, that TV was peak watchers. reality TV. Like that is when someone tells me that they like reality TV, but they haven't seen Vanderpump. I'm like, then you don't actually like reality TV because that is yeah. top tier. Like it doesn't get better than that. Those early seasons. Mm-hmm. I would argue that like seasons one through three or four. And then even after that, it's like, I guess season four. Season five is Katie and Tom's wedding. I'm like thinking of the different seasons, but it I just know the early that seasons. That was not a great seat. It wasn't a, one of the greats in terms but of seasons, like, but it wasn't one of the worst. Like, and yeah. then season six was truly like, it was every single episode Jack's was like Faith? a smash. Wait. Yeah. Jack's fucked Faith. Okay. I, I was, was thinking <laughs> of the main event of each season. Jack's fucked Faith. Jack's fucked Faith. And then everyone like everyone finds out about it in episode one and then he, Brittany and Jack you that's what gave us rotten hail that's like it gave yeah. us so Ariana much. it wasn't my phone yeah <laughs> yeah season six every season six also wait I think season six also was look at him he's, he's a, a battered wife, wife. <laughs> like there were some good moments okay I'll give you that season six great moments I will accept that one mm-hmm. um but yeah I that's why this next season it's like so important that they get like the cast right because it really could go really really wrong or it could surprise us because you know like Danica Danica there was MVP. Camera, she yeah there needs to be a camera following Danica around 24 7 like I would watch that like Danica I love Charlie I think Charlie was hilarious she seems very earnest and like just good reality tv in general like her like comebacks like she is who Hannah thinks she is with like her witty comebacks mm-hmm. like she actually says hilarious shit so like Charlie and then like Raquel DJ James Kennedy obviously like there will be some good I'm like kind of annoyed that Lala and Rand are going to be back like I I'm kind are of annoyed about back that or no I heard 100% they will be back Sheena obviously will be back like I'm excited for Sheena's baby journey Thank because God that's something that Sheena, we've yeah. kind of 
that's kind of something that we've been a part of and like watch, like she's always said that she wanted kids. So I'm like, yeah, for Lala, she said that she took out her birth control as soon as Stassi got pregnant. Like that, she literally said that. Like, I don't understand how Lala and Rand even fit into the show without. They don't. They don't exactly. Like all their friends and any sort of organic ties that they had to that show have are gone now. So it makes no sense to have them in it. Right. I guess the only thing would be Lala and like Katie's friendship. But like, you know, before it was definitely Lala siding with like Stassi, like the mean girls always like she was always taking the wrong side where I feel like the viewers were definitely empathetic towards like Sheena last season and like Mm -hmm. Ariana. So like, yeah, but I I don't see how she fits in either, which is why I'm pissed that she's going to be back. But I guess we'll see Baby Ocean, who's really cute. Baby Ocean is so fucking cute. Like I can't take it. And that, yeah. what a beautiful name. I honestly just like, I love that name. It's very unique. I haven't met another ocean. I don't know of another ocean. It's growing on ocean. me. I'm, it's in, I'm on like me. all for it. Yeah. It's, I keep thinking Sheena's already given birth, but then I remember that she has just been pregnant for like I, Yeah. She seems like she's been pregnant for like at least two years now. Cause she did like, I think she did multiple like gender reveals. <laughs> So, like, I keep thinking that, like, the baby was already born. Gender reveals in multiple pregnancy photo shoots. I've never oh known someone. God. Like, every few days, there's a whole other pregnancy shoot that comes out with a new right. wardrobe, hair, makeup, and, like, a, a whole new con- concept behind it. And I commend her for that because I don't think I want anyone to take a photo of me if I get pregnant. <laughs> Right. Like you, but it's so she that's like, would we expect anything less from, you know, remember the wedding photos, the plastered mm. all over the apartment? Oh yeah. Incredible. <laughs> she does love her own portrait. She does. So it's like, it's very Sheena. I'm excited for her. Hopefully, you know, her and Brock, I'm excited to watch their relationship. Like he might be a clout chaser. I don't know yet. We'll see. I think that's the other tough thing about being on these reality shows, like the Des and Hannah thing, too. It's like you just truly never know who's using you for clout. Mm -hmm. Um, So I don't know. But I'm excited to watch. Like, yes, like it could be a dumpster fire, but I think there's potential there. Yeah. I mean, I I won't we won't know until we know, but I'll be right. And we're going to watch it either way. So like they just know that we're going to watch it. Like it doesn't really matter how quality it is. Yeah. Back to Summer House, Amanda asked Paige to be her bridesmaid, which I thought was very sweet. And I like seeing them, like, Mm -hmm. their friendship feels good to me. And, like, I'm excited for Winter House to see that progress even further because they Mm -hmm. are really funny together. Yeah, I agree. And, like, I had been a big critic of Paige just for being, like, she had said some problematic things in her podcast before. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, like, her hannah friendship like you know hannah's just the worst so i think just any association with hannah it's like oh fuck you but (laughs) i do i do like her when she's not with hannah and i do like her and amanda's friendship and amanda's instagram story is like all people being like best friend goals and like i'm just thinking like hannah like actions have consequences like hannah's probably like pissed that everyone's kind of like you know, it's becoming Paige and Amanda almost like right in front of her eyes. Yeah, that would be a tough pill to swallow for if I was in Hannah's shoes. I like I do browse the Reddit board sometimes like for to see what the fans are saying about Summer House. And like 
there's just so much speculation always about like what Hannah and Paige's friendship is going through mm-hmm. like and and like trying to interpret like little things that happen on Giggly Squad which is like mm-hmm. it's entertaining for me to read TBD like how much yeah. any of that I doubt any of that is like actually true or actually the case like I'm sure that they're yeah. great friends who have a successful podcast together but yeah the fan fiction element and just like the the hot takes from the fans are always an entertaining read yeah and I mean it's like even just the way that they talk about each other like on podcasts like Hannah never says anything nice about her friends on podcasts like I I can't remember which one it might have been the Danny Pellegrino one I have no idea at this point I just consume all summer house content when Amanda (laughs) was saying that um she was like, Paige is someone that's going to be in my life forever. Like she was just saying it like genuinely, earnestly, like, you know, just on this podcast or whoever was interviewing her. And I'm like, you would never hear like Hannah just say something really nice like that. Like you just can tell that there's like actually like a deep connection there, like a deep friendship, which is nice to watch. It's like, you know, it's who doesn't love that? It's beautiful. Paige, yeah. her speech to Amanda when she was like, we went to dinner. We both ordered Caesar salads and rosé. And yeah. I called my friends and told them I had just met like a green eyed, blonde haired love of my life. I was like, I'm crying. Like, I love Yeah. This. And she was like, My friends thought I met my husband, but I met my new best friend. I was like, Oh, that's actually kind of <laughs> cute. <laughs> it was really sweet. I love also that. So, Carl. Kyle asked Carl to be his best man. And then in Mm -hmm. their, in his speech, like the fact that they don't know their own origin story as friends is like, that's like mystical to me. But it's so like Carl and Kyle, like it just is, it's so like them that of course they don't remember because they were both blackout. Like Mm -hmm. that's who they are. That's why I wouldn't want to end up with either of them. Yeah. New York or if they met in the ham, like it's like one day they were just hanging out all the time. (laughs) That's what I imagine. And like, there's no, like everything before that is just like the great abyss or something. (laughs) I love that. That, that is how it sounds like it went down. Yeah. They were like, it's so hard to make friends when you're like 30 years old, but they were like (laughs) blackout and just like woke up and became best friends one day. (laughs) <laughs> like okay incredible bro love story it is because now look they're best men in each other I mean I imagine whenever Carl walks down the aisle which probably won't be anytime soon you know and they're business partners which is you know it's yeah, cute it's very yeah. cute um I liked like the fake wedding I've like I've bought into all these like activities that they've had to do Mm -hmm. to pass the time and like have content to cut together for the viewers and like I'm not mad at it because like truly thank god for Bravo doing the work and making Summer House happen Mm -hmm. despite all the COVID odds yeah I mean they had to keep things exciting and I mean I would say that even though this season had a different vibe to it it wasn't boring which I think was what people were worried about so you know Hannah may have been a menace but it definitely wasn't boring no matter what you need a menace sometimes yeah sometimes you do maybe that's exactly what the show needed and now we can move forward without her (laughs) (laughs) I'm still just like I want to see how this like truly grandly plays out because I feel like it has such go up in flames like potential that could be like deeply satisfying I don't see Bravo like getting rid of her because I think she actually has like tons of fans 
See, but I think I think that is what she thought and what she wants you to think. But when you look at fan reactions, like I don't know if you follow reality pollsters. It's basically it's polling no. like it was this girl on TikTok who I guess is a data scientist or political science. I can't remember. And her boyfriend is too. They were like, we want to do scientific data on Summer House. Oh my God. Incredible. And so they did an actual poll with like thousands of people responded. I took the first few and then I forgot to take like the latest. They do them after every episode. But I'm they have like, down, you know, reality. a sample size. Yeah. Reality pollsters on Instagram. And so they have a poll size of like, you know, around maybe like 2,500, 3,000 people. And oh, everyone just wants Hannah gone. So it seems like it's like as much drama as she brings. It's not the kind, it's like frustrating to watch where it's like, this is so cringy. It's so uncomfortable. It's frustrating. Like, I'm really annoyed at her. Like, I just want to scream at her because she never takes accountability for anything. It's like, so that's my prediction. That's why I don't, but I do think that you know, there would, if there was potential for her to come back, I think that she would turn the page so quickly this season, no pun intended page, mm-hmm. even though it makes no sense. But like, <laughs> I think that she would suck up so hard now that she's not in the position of like thinking that she's on top of the world anymore. So I think it just wouldn't seem genuine either way. I think yeah. it would just seem like she was sucking up, you know, to stay on the show. I see that. She also, when she says like she doesn't want to go to Kyle and Amanda's wedding, I was just like, you're, you're burning, you're torching these relationships mm-hmm. and it's not going to end well for you because the second that right. like, in an, in a cast like this or like in an ensemble cast, the second that you start excluding yourself from group gatherings, you're like, toast. You're, yeah, you're done. Yeah, no, I agree. I think it was like a major miscalculation on her part. And I was shocked when she said that also. I was like, why wouldn't you want to go to your people that you consider your friend's wedding? Like weddings are so fun. Like it was just an asshole thing to say. And like, yeah, I just don't understand like the way that she is burning the bridges and taking things like off the show and the way that she's like, well, Paige just got rewarded because she didn't speak up about how she really feels about Kyle. And I'm like, what, what did Kyle do? I still don't understand because he told you to take out the trash. Yeah, like he's never, I he has not it. done anything to warrant your aggression towards him all exactly. season. And I loved that they included that like super cut of every time that she's brought up Kyle out of nowhere and tried to talk shit on him. I was like, exactly. You. We needed exactly. to be and you can tell You can tell the producers kind of turned it on her too. Like they weren't feeling, and that's what I also heard from someone that I know that like knows the Summer House producers or knows someone on this. I don't really know exactly, mm-hmm. but they said that the producers were like so over her shit too which I think you know I wouldn't blame anything she does on the edit because I hate when people do that no that's and I a hate that out. Hannah there's no and Hannah's thing. trying to say that and Hannah's grandma I guess went in the giggly squad Facebook group saying that that oh. it was just the edit <laughs> Hannah's Wait, Hannah's told me it's yes her you know her Nana's still got it account yeah. it's her name it's her oh, grandma's so, account, but I, but that's but, why the Facebook group isn't allowed to criticize her because her like mom and grandma are like very active in it and yeah, they're, they're talking it all up to the edit. And I say, I'm like, that's so stupid because if you didn't say that thing, there would be nothing to edit. No, the, 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 I got a bad edit is a cop out. Yeah, totally. You can't, if you, if you're not acting like a fool, you're not going to get a bad edit. Just like you said. Yeah. And there are certain instances, you know, where it came out that Sheena, like the producer was trying to embarrass Sheena, where you can tell you're like, they're really like, you know, going hard on Sheena this season. But then you find out that like they were doing it on purpose and you like 
feel bad. But again, yeah, she but didn't she do did. anything inflammatory herself. Like no, and she, she wasn't embarrassing herself. Well, she does just she, naturally. Naturally. Of, like it happens very naturally and it's an yeah. easy thing to do. Like it's not. No, I never thought like. Sheena's never been the villain to me. Yeah. Even when they tried never. to like be like she's a home wrecking whore or whatever, I was like, this girl? That that's yeah, what never. You're talking about? No way. No, yeah. I've never looked at Sheena as a villain. I've always liked Sheena. I know that a lot of people don't, but like I've always liked Sheena. I think that she's like genuinely a good that's what it comes I've down to. I'm like, her. are you yeah. a good person deep down? Because I feel like I'm pretty good at reading that. Mm-hmm. Like well, I mean, anyone is after seasons of watching their every move, but you can kind of tell if someone's a good person, but I'm like, yeah, Sheena's like easy to root for. Yeah. She's embarrassing, but like she, she can laugh at herself. She takes it in stride. She doesn't take herself seriously. She's just like a good reality TV person. Yeah. A seasoned professional at this point. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm obsessed with Robert. He put in the work and made that whole dinner. And I think the summer house, he needs to be back next season. We need like, a chef element. Him. And I like seeing them when they make the dinner and have dinner at the house and stuff. Like he's, and he fits in well with the rest of the house. There was such a good vibe. Like you could tell that he really got along with them well. Like he was very much like integrated with the group. Like Danielle said, like it was so cute how he cooked that like professional meal. And he was like, that's just a little, um, baby cabbage salad with a little red wine vinaigrette. Like he's like so professional. And again, he's from my hometown. I found out like, love him obsessed. And I'm so happy they're still together. I would love for like a Danielle, like Robert whole thing next season like would love for that to be a focus because we like didn't get enough of him yeah and I feel like now he it seemed like he had to get comfortable with being Mm -hmm. in a not only in this house but being like on a tv show yeah and I felt like the way that they went about their relationship was like very relatable just in terms Mm -hmm. of like two people trying to date while there also happens to be like a camera crew around and it's like one of their part-time jobs is like being on this show I was like yeah like they feel very like humanized to me and I appreciate that they're like awkward like um caterpillar suicide um Mm -hmm. conversation and um Danielle actually she did some interview again I consume all the content you but know everything. This is great. I do. This I do. Because you catch me up and then you you get to like snapshot everything for the list. Yeah. I'm like adding some more color. Yeah. But no, um, so Danielle said that when they watched that episode, how Robert was like, <laughs> what the fuck? Like we talked about so many other things. Like how can they do that? Do that to us. And Danielle was like, welcome to reality TV. Like that's what they do. <laughs> like the fact that that's what so but it but it made them just more lovable that they were just like you know being like cute and like weird in the pool while like Hannah and Des were like going on a sexual rampage yeah going like sexual terrorists taking the house by storm one room by one room and it's so bad because you know that Hannah freaked out when it happened on her bed whatever season last season season four or season three I can't remember when someone was getting eaten out on her bed like she freaked oh, out. There was like a party, like a party yeah. guest or something. Yes, I yes. Okay, yeah, I remember that now. 
Yeah, and she freaked out. It's like, now you just like do it to someone else. Like she's just everything about her I find extremely hypocritical because if you like, she's allowed to yell as loud as she wants, but if you do it back to her, you're like abusing her. Yeah, I and I I hate that kind of behavior. If you're going to dish it out, you need to be able to also take it. Right. At least have the self-awareness at least like to mm-hmm. own up to the fact like, guys, I know I can like dish it out. Sometimes I can't take it as well. Like she has no self-awareness. Like she actually like always thinks that she's right. Like, yeah. I, I don't know. I could clearly talk about this for a while, but no, yeah. I mean, I'm with you. It's like, it's infuriating. And when she's yeah. like, I'm not being defensive. I am defending myself. I was like, and it's you. like, from what? No one is, no one is like attacking you. Like that's what being defense. It's like, you're defending yourself for no reason. Like no one is attacking you. Yeah. Like, God, it's just she's exhausting. I can't even imagine how exhausting it was to live with her. I know. It's a, and especially it's like her and Paige's relationship is great for them because it does seem like they have like a genuine friendship and connection where like Hannah isn't psychotic to her and they like yeah. get along and have a good time with each other. But if you're not in that inner circle and you're just trying to enjoy like your quarantine summer and like film this show and then hannah is just like dominating every single conversation like refusing to take the trash out it's like how could mm-hmm. you not just like flip out on her eventually right and she's and she's acting so surprised in every interview that like people aren't responding to her well this season and it's like how do you think like you you don't take out the trash you don't help out your roommates you like you know, freak out about every little thing, turn everything into a blow up argument. Like it's just, you look like an exhausting roommate, which is like, (laughs) yeah, it's just, she seems exhausted. And like when they were all getting ready for like the wedding and like, she was just laying on her ass the whole time. I'm like, I know how it is. Like when Paige and Hannah are like, you know, you can tell that they grew up kind of with a mom that took care of them. My mom loves doing my laundry and cooking for me when I'm home. But I have, you know, turned into an adult that when, you know, I know how to freaking like help out when I'm needed. Like I can, like if I go to someone's house for dinner, I'm always the first one to load the dishwasher. Cause it's like, you can't just be the person like doing nothing. And Hannah is so okay with being the person doing nothing that I'm like, you have to wonder. It's like, there's something, her ego just got way too big. That's my theory. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I still, I think I, where I truly stand is like I want there to be I want to see the reckoning and I want to see the realization and then I'm here for like trying to build build back again see there's nothing no (laughs) I don't think there's anything that she could like I just don't see how she could redeem herself to me unless there was proof that she went through like a very intensive therapy for like her like personality disorder because Mm -hmm. there's just something there that like her version of reality like you said is like just not accurate yeah like I don't know we'll see though yeah it's a it's a to be determined but Sophie thank you so much for coming on the pod Yes, of course. Thanks for having me. It flew by because I could talk about Summer House forever, clearly. There's <laughs> just so much to like dive into. Tell everyone where they can find you. Yeah, so I am on Instagram at Soph underscore Ross and I'm on Twitter. I'm probably more active on Twitter. So follow me there if you had to choose just one. Soph Ross on Twitter with like four S's. Soph Ross. Anyway, Love. you should be able to find me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't know that you were also on Ryan Bailey's podcast every Monday. 
Yes, yes, we do a little like um, pop culture roundup. We talk about Summer House, but like he's like, okay, not enough of my listeners watch the show apparently because they all like complain when we talk about Summer House too much. So this was me like, okay, good. I got so to let it out. Find, you had an outlet where the listeners are ready and yes. hungry for Summer House talk. Okay, good. Well, exactly. you're welcome back anytime. I hope when VPR comes back, we can like reunite and talk about that because. Yes, definitely. Definitely. And then who knows like what bombshells on the reunion will drop. Like we'll see. Oh God. I'm just praying, praying that. I like it will just feel really good to see Hannah get yelled at by people she does she does from everything we've seen it's gonna be like everyone against Hannah and it's like I'm so here for that yeah I'm here for it and then (laughs) Hannah like making shitty comments and then or like that cough moment where she she's yeah she's just an antagonist she can't antagonize people and then play the victim like yeah so frustrating so remains to be seen but until next time love and light (laughs) bye bye thank you